listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, from the AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menunos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's Glee After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424 256 1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Glee After Show. Oh, such a good song. Give me a second eye. I need to get my story What season was this from, guys? This is like season, season three. Season three. three. It's yeah. perfect. But, oh, I just can't get enough of the song. But Bing is for doing. And we're here doing a special Glee after show for you all tonight in memory of Corey Monteith, of course. We're such big Glee fans that we felt it would be appropriate to come together, remember his life, remember the character of Finn, and, you know, hopefully talk a little bit about the future of Glee as well. Yes. Rest in peace, Corey. Yeah, definitely. And I'm Stephanie Wenger. I'm Roxy Stryer. Hi, everyone. I'm Marissa Serafini. And I'm Sarah Mendoza. So, girls, I feel like we should start out with just who he kind of was. I mean, by all accounts, I mean, I started as a reporter in L.A. a few years ago. He's been super kind to me on red carpets. Um, Just a good guy overall. Yeah, I met him on a red carpet as well, and he just seemed like the sweetest guy, somebody that you could asked to take a picture with and he was more than happy to do so just a really stand-up dude i i did not have the pleasure of actually meeting him in person but i've seen countless videos of him just you know with paparazzi and fans like coming at him and bombarding him but he still always maintained like such a such a sweet and open composure about himself and he was always willing to sign autographs for fans it seemed like he always took the time and he just really cared about you know really the people that helped him get to where he's at. Yeah, I, I, I haven't met him personally either, but from his cast members and crew members, they all say everything but, like, uh, every positive thing about him. And even um, people who were on the Glee Project, the spinoff of Glee, they had nothing but nice things to say about Corey. Yeah, I, I mean, we've had Blake Jenner here in studio, in studio and yeah. I remember he was he was saying what an inspiration it was when he first met Corey Monteith on Glee Project. Yeah. Yeah, and he's such an incredible live performer as well. Um, I've seen him perform on the Glee Live tour, as many Gleeks probably have, and he was so energetic and brought so much stage presence. I remember turning to my friend and just being like, wow, like he's come so far from that like first pilot. Somebody who seems like they really love what they do. Absolutely. And is not just in it for the money and really genuinely wanted to be there and as we talk to everybody and have uh, been following social media and seeing what his cast member said even more so what was shocking to me was all the crew members well, not shocking because i i didn't think otherwise but they just said he was never an issue always the sweetest guy loved to work with him so yeah and it's sad because his career was just kind of starting we were seeing him finally branch away 
from Glee a little bit. He, you know, had that. Um, he has an indie project coming out that will be released now mm-hmm. post. Um, but also he had done Monte Carlo with Selena Gomez and had his own band that they were playing more, I think, locally in the L.A. area. And I think they had San Diego type shows and they were just starting to kind of come out. So the best thing we can do is keep them alive where we are and do things like this and keep them in our hearts and conversations. Yeah, exactly. exactly. And maybe we should start at the beginning of his career with his Glee audition. Oh, it's like the best audition tape ever because, okay, so we have the song that he sang in the pilot, of course, which is I Can't Fight This Feeling Anymore. And it's so much fun to hear him sing that just like in a room by himself. And then um, he also, I don't think we actually have a clip of it, but he plays the drums as well. Well, you could call it the drums, but really um, when he sent in his audition, he's playing on these. He said that he didn't have any drums available to him, or that he couldn't afford them or <laughs> something. Um, so he went into the kitchen and grabbed a bunch of cups. And, you know, with his pens in his cups and he's banging on them some tunes because so, he wanted them to know that he could play an instrument yeah. in the audition and, and they said that that's really what stood out and what gave him the callback. Yeah, I thought it was so interesting that he didn't feel like his singing voice would win him the part and we all love his singing <laughs> yeah, voice right. now but that he felt like drums were the way to go to get noticed. Well, it's true. And, yeah, and even that shows he's very musically inclined, he's creative and he just does it for fun and enjoyment he has that mm-hmm. passion for music and instruments. And Ryan Murphy w- was saying that um, when he saw the audition tape, he was like, what is this? But yeah. then at the same time, like he thought it was actually kind of charming that this guy wasn't following the rules because he was supposed to be singing a song on the tape. He's actually banging on, as you said, Tupperware. And yeah, like, Tupperware. And I think that that's what's so unique about Glee, though, is that I think Chris Colfer's character was directly designed for him. Ryan Murphy really took the talents of all these individuals and made something amazing with them. And that's, I think, is really exciting. No, it's incredible. And like you guys are saying, now that we've fallen in love with his voice, uh, we we do. We love listening to it. But it's not like he's the most classically trained as opposed to his counterpart who, you know, Broadway and whatnot. But he wasn't intimidated. He looked at it head on and did what he always did, which was he was brave and he was incredible. Blew our minds. And that really was what what was so charming about him in in many ways he was actually like Finn uh, the character on the show because he that's the underdog you know like he he didn't think he could sing or he would be good enough to sing on the audition so he kind of made do and and Finn's whole um glee character life is is kind of like that where he's always trying to get ahead always trying to catch up um but really he he is a star and maybe he just doesn't see it yet and that was Corey, and that's finn yeah should we go ahead and play his audition yes. and then we'll talk a little bit more about his life I swear, I've never seen that before. It's, it's not mine. I sent a tape of myself acting to Fox and everybody. They liked the, the acting, but they wanted to, to see me sing. And so I sent, begrudgingly, a tape of myself singing Ario Speedwagon, I Can't Fight This Feeling Anymore. Which they put into the pilot. And I can't fight this feeling anymore. <laughs> you know, like those cheesy, those cheesy <laughs> 80s music videos, you know. And I can't fight this feeling anymore. I found out 20 minutes after I left Fox, I got a call. Yeah. 
Even in that small clip, we see that he had that it factor. I mean, if you get a part 20 minutes after you leave the studio, you have yes, a huge I, it factor. Of course, and I think a big part of that it, which people can never really put their finger on, is, of course, charisma. Mm-hmm. And just even while he's sitting there talking, you know, there's something endearing about him. You want to learn more. You want to know... You want to hear him singing for a couple more seconds, and that even when he's naked in the shower. <laughs> uh, so I just, yeah, we always want more from him. Yeah, it really shows his personality, and that he is resourceful, in, especially in the, working in the industry. If something doesn't go right, and he said that he didn't have drums right away, so he just made do with what he had. Right, and I, I, I got like kind of chills just seeing him in. Uh, Leah Michelle sitting there because that's like in the early stages of their career together and friendship together yeah. and mm-hmm. little did they know like how much was going to unfold for them because as we know they got very close yeah they got very close and you know that was before they started dating and really before the s- success of the show even started I think that interview was season one kind of the very beginning of it I don't think they could have realized what this journey was going to be like for them and later on in uh, in our tribute we're going to show some of the most incredible moments between Finn and Rachel for you guys who are waiting for that. So and hold, we hold off. <laughs> and we also have some of his iconic performances. Iconic we'll- performances and one-liners. We, we've got a lot coming for you guys, just so you know what you can be prepared for. Yeah, yes. before we get to all of that, we do want to say, I'm sure all the Gleeks out there know this, but Corey died earlier this month, and obviously why we're having this tribute um, in his hometown of Vancouver. Um, on July 13th. July. On, July, on July 13th. And, uh, you know, it was really shocking, I think, for all of us. And uh, people didn't really know what to do. It, the news, at least for me, came out on Twitter. Um, we, I was with a group of friends, and we were all kind of together um, and shocked by it. Um, we're all in the industry. And by all accounts, he was trying to get his life back together. Um, he had gone to rehab, I think, in March. And then... Um, you know, had been traveling with Leah Michelle, had been seen in Mexico and other places. And we that was not the, I think, the thing we were expecting at all that night. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's funny because, you know, moments that really hit you, you can remember exactly where you were, what you were wearing, you know, these huge monumental moments. And I, I don't know, not that I don't know why this one struck me so hard. I, I do because I love the show and seeing somebody who's around our age in the industry, you know, succumb to such a horrible thing it it just is it's hard so i can picture exactly where i was july 13th happens to be my birthday so an an unhappy birthday to me um and i remember i had just gotten in the car in the cab and we were on the way to the bar with my friends and i got a text from somebody saying happy birthday can't believe your birthday is the day that Corey passed and i was like and i made everybody do a moment of silence i mean and i'll never forget that moment yeah. And yeah. we were all texting, texting. back yeah. and forth just completely. I got yeah. all of your texts like the moment I stepped out of a movie theater. So I was, I didn't know like right away because I was stuck in a movie theater. And then as soon as I walked out and saw my text, I was like, wait a second. Somebody's messing with me right now. Right. Like this can't be yeah. right. Then I started like crazily looking through Google on my phone and like, you know. Yeah, Lo and, and behold, I, I I had just finished watching the movie, and I received the news from you ladies, and it wasn't from uh, any other social media, and I was in shock, and I was with a friend, and I I had to be driving downtown LA, and I just couldn't think straight I, to the point where I shouldn't be driving. I'm like, I, I'm not paying attention, and I was just so 
stunned with what happened. I couldn't believe it. I think the reason why it hits us hard, being Glee fans and all the other fans out there, is, you know, especially if you've been watching since the beginning, you really did watch this, not only his character grow, but Corey Monteith grow as a talent. And it's it's been a journey. It's, what, four seasons in? That's, that's, a, that's a long... Um, journey that you go on with this person, this character. So to think that we won't continue to see growth, at least on the big screen, you know, like we can remember him all we, all, you know, the best we can, but to not see his character continue on, like... And I think we've mentioned it before on the show, they were, um, Finn and Rachel were the kind of Ross and Rachel of friends. Like, you expected them to be together in the end. And I think... It was kind of, I saw on Twitter people talking about that it was like two deaths. In a lot of ways, it felt like Corey had died, and then this character that we'd all come to know died as well. Right, and we'll talk later about how they're going to deal with that, because of course that's something that the show can't just ignore. Mm -hmm. They know that all those fans out there are waiting, and like you're saying, it's almost like two deaths, losing this love that we've been following, and Mm -hmm. the... It's so iconic, like Ross and Rachel. Yeah. So, yeah, of course, it's devastating on that front, too. And, and it's hard because this is someone we got to see every week. Every week with the new episode. And so it is like losing a friend. And in between when you yeah. were YouTubing everything. Yeah. Exactly. We saw him regularly, and he was in our lives. Yeah, it's definitely, I think people are still, I was, when I was prepping for this, looking on Twitter, people are still surprised by, you know, it, and, and every day it's kind of more news comes out and Leah Michelle is, reappears, and I think it's gonna take, I think season five premiering for people to, I hate to say accept, but maybe come to terms with, um, mm-hmm. what has happened. Yeah, I mean, I think that there's, yeah, except come to terms. There's all these sayings that you could put there, but I, I don't think anybody is really ever going to fully understand because it seems like such a contradiction when you see this amazing guy and it's such a young death. Yeah, especially a 31 years old yeah. and just just the struggles. He admitted in his Parade Magazine um, interview how many struggles he's had, and I think everyone wanted to see him you know, overcome it and be, you know, this successful actor. I know I did. Especially because he didn't keep them hidden from the world. When he had problems, he told everybody about it, which is a sign that he really, really wanted help. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. also he said that um, the reason why he didn't, like, keep it so hush-hush when he went into uh, rehab was that he hoped that his story might help someone who is going through, may- maybe going something Similar, And that's still the hope, I'm sure. Right. That you look at the story and hopefully his fans or people in similar predicaments. I mean, there are quotes from him saying, like, I don't want anybody to expect to drop out of high school and get famous. And, you know, Mm -hmm. he's talked about that a million times, that not everybody can have his road. But if you are going through a similar predicament, hopefully you look at this and it's a reality check. Yeah. Yeah, Find your own path to success. Exactly. And it was good on his part to announce it publicly and use this platform in a good way right in a positive way and so other people can learn from this and and it also helped with that he had so many people cheering for him and rooting for him and like supporting him through his struggles yeah one of my favorite things about Corey is that he really did use his celebrity to try to do good he got involved with nonprofits. he does homeless work here in LA or did homeless work here in LA he works with Project Limelight which is an organization um 
in uh, in Canada and Virgin Unite. Um, so all these things to help youth, and that's something he was super invested in. Yeah, which, which of course is great, always using your status to do good. But like we've said a million times, even just tonight, he's a do-gooder. <laughs> he absolutely is. But you should tweet at us or go on our YouTube channel or on iTunes. You can rate and comment on our show and, you know, weigh in. Tell us your favorite Finn memory, Finchel, um, maybe something you remember about Corey. We want to hear it all. Um, we'll be here, definitely here to respond to all those comments. Um, and his cast members, too, have been very um, aware. I guess, uh, expressive about their feelings towards his um, passing. Um, the person that everyone was waiting to hear from was Leah Michelle, um, mm-hmm. of course, his real-life girlfriend, and as we mentioned, Rachel on the show. Of course, everyone knows that. Um, <laughs> All you gleeks know. <laughs> exactly. Everybody knows that. Um, and she, for a long time, her rep had said a few things um, directly after. Right, um, just asking ha- them to leave her alone and give her her privacy. Right. And she finally this week tweeted, thank you all for helping me through this time with your enormous love and support. Corey will forever be in my heart. Um, so a really simple statement, but very sweet. Because what on earth are you supposed to tweet? Yeah. I mean, there's yeah, nothing yeah. else to and, say. And honestly, like, that's the last thing that a person in that situation would be thinking about. You yeah. know, like, I can't even imagine if I was her, like, yeah, I, I, I mean, would have no words for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Even all the cast members, because I noticed that uh, all, all the cast members, they um, they took a few days to mention anything on their t- personal Twitter accounts, too, about it, too. Let's yeah. hear what some other of them had to say. Right. So Mark Salling was the first to tweet, and he actually just said no. And they were close friends. Um, mm-hmm. They've gone golfing together and other things like that. So I feel like that was an interesting, just Im- almost immediately. And I think he deleted the tweet shortly he, after. He did delete it, and he tweeted something about how he lost a brother. Yeah. Right. And so that was an interesting... Um, but that just shows, shows the disbelief. You know, yeah. we were all saying that and had, like, no way this can't be treated. I mean, I think, honestly, at first it really was like, no. Yeah. Not, yeah. not just... Not just um, no, like I think people really disbelieve. Yeah, yeah. no words, you know, like no, there's no way. Mm-hmm. It took me a few days to want to listen to like Glee music again. I just it was really hard to kind of come to terms with at first, um, and then still hard to come to terms with. Um, but other cast members, Dot Marie um, Jones, just in all caps saying, "I have no words. My heart is broken for Corey." Um, but one of my... And that's Coach Beast who said yes, that. Yes, of course. Um, and then uh, Matthew Morrison and Cordover Street both uh, still did performances. I believe Matthew Morrison in New York and Cord here in L.A. Um, and they dedicated those performances to um, to Corey, of course. And I think they're, they said it was an emotional night, especially at Matthew Morrison's concert. I can only imagine. I mean, how do you, how do you find a way to pick up and go on stage and still perform. But, like, that's the motto of this business. The show must go on. So yeah. I think that that's what he would have wanted. And he would want everybody to keep moving on. And he wouldn't want the show to be canceled or anybody's lives to be stopped. 
Yeah. Keep performing, keep doing your, your love, right. your passion. And it's beautiful to, you know, to go on in honor of and in memory of your friend who has passed away. Exactly. And Jane Lynch, being the professional that she is, went on The Tonight Show and talked about him. And she just kind of expressed that he loved to travel and he enjoyed being with his friends, but most memorably that he would fly out on his own dollar if a child was sick and yeah. go spend time with them. And, and she, she was told. Um, if you saw that interview, she was fighting back tears yeah. mm-hmm. and, you know, really trying to hold it together. Right. Yeah, it's really interesting. And Leah Michelle finally in public today for the first time, and she had her Corey necklace on that she's worn for as long, long as they've been together, I think, a long time now, and still had that on. So hopefully the Glee cast, you know, is coming together. They had a memorial at Paramount, mm-hmm. which is great. Um you know, I heard it was an extremely emotional day, but at least they're able to come together as a family and they'll be back filming next month. Right. So. Something interesting that I've been hearing, just because I'm all over these blogs and I'm mm-hmm. um, talking about it with my friends, is a lot of people were questioning whether uh, Leah Michelle and um, Corey Monteith's relationship was real outside of Glee or whether it was yeah. a mm-hmm. staged relationship. And I'm just going on record, and I'm sure you would all agree that it was clearly obviously 100% genuine and real. Yeah, I don't think there's a question in anyone's mind at this point about... Yeah, there was definitely something there. Yeah. Uh, and and More than something, you know? uh, Leah always said in interviews and when when people asked her about her relationship with Corey, she said nothing but positive things, and she was so happy that Corey was in her life and all that. And supported him every step of the way. So just to clear the air on that. Yeah, and she's... true. As industry people... I know they were together fully and truly. Yeah, hundred percent. There's absolutely no indication, at least that I've seen otherwise. Right. Um, but all the cast, including Leah, um, is coming together to create this scholarship um, in Corey's name. Um, the um, Adam Shankman, who was the Glee, Glee director as well as a so, so You Think You Can Dance judge, um, is working with his foundation, the Dizzy Feet Foundation, which supports dance and performing arts, um, mm-hmm. to create something for, in Corey's memory. And I feel like he would be really happy with that. Which is so cute because we know that his characters are always struggled with dancing on the show, <laughs> and Dizzy Feet, I feel like, would be like almost a perfect nickname for him. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It's just like an adorable fit. Absolutely. Right. That's cute. Yeah. Yeah. So so are we ready to go into some musical performances? Yes. I think everybody yeah. wants to see them. Do it. Yeah. As we know, Corey is a great performer, singer, and performance-wise, and a lot of his big musical numbers had happened to be with Rachel and his cast members. And the first one we're going to talk about is, and we can't miss this, Don't Stop Believing it's- by Journey. Yeah, I mean, it's number. just, I keep saying this, but iconic. Iconic, yeah. There's really no other word for it. That song literally kick-started Glee. Mm-hmm. I was just going to say, it's like the classic that it's the thing that started everything. Yes. Absolutely. It, it totally was the beginning of this show, and you can even see in their first performance when they're all in the red shirts, you can see the chemistry between all of them, mm-hmm. that they are great friends, they're great performers, and even the chemistry between... Um, Rachel and Finn, that was starting, and that's pr- kind of the scene that I thought. I was like, oh, they're a great couple, and they're going to be a great couple to watch in the future. But an odd so, couple, not the typical odd, high yeah. school couple. But you can definitely tell the chemistry, and this is just an overall an amazing performance. And every time I hear Don't Stop Believing, I think of Glee. 
version yeah. of that journey. I would yeah. I would say that this is the anthem of the series. Like this is the message that the that Glee is trying to impart on the viewers and their fans. I to, just yeah couldn't stop yeah. watching it when it first premiered. I was I would go back and DVR it over and over and over <laughs> again. It's one of two songs that we got a reprise of. So I I mean the other one being Teenage Dream, which really wasn't it was an acoustic version. So this is the only one that they decided to. Go back and, and perform twice. And perfor- yeah, yeah, and uh, like you're saying, I think if you have one song on your phone that is from Glee, it's this. It definitely. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's listen to a little bit of this song, shall we? Yes, we shall. Perfect. <laughs> Just a small town girl. No. So emotional. She took the midnight train going in. Look at the way they look at each other. Yeah, yeah. and they're all so young. They've they've changed so much over this the course of all the seasons. Yeah, Glee has changed, but it's it somehow has kept its like heart the same. I can't get over watching this right now. Yeah, and and I've watched it like ten times at least since just this one. Yeah. Even then, like, just look at that chemistry, though, between Corey and Leah Michelle. They're so great on like stage together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I watched an interview when they were all getting um, interviewed for when they did the reprise of the song. And they talked about memories about this, shooting this for the first time together. And this was all of them just starting to get to know each other. But from that, they all said that this scene, shooting this scene, they immediately became a family. Yeah, so. and they said it took them a long time. I remember to a day film. Day and a half. Yeah, yeah, day and a half to film this, and they've obviously gotten that down because now they do so many yeah, performances. So many. Yeah. Wow. Nothing but memorable. Yeah. It's so weird when somebody passes who has so much time on camera because it's like he's still here. You know, we're, I'm watching him right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Will's in disbelief too. I guess. <laughs> Okay. I, I uh. just, uh, so, uh, I mean. So good. So Should we move on to another I think we could just watch this so all day. Good. I know. Um. We're just like dead <laughs> silent We are gleeks through and through. I have goosebumps. <laughs> I mean. Uh, uh, We're all like turning to each other, just can't get enough, yeah, but we should get. talk about <laughs> this should move next on. clip. Yeah, and this Don't Stop Believing was in the um, premiere, the very first episode of Glee, the pilot. And then, so the next one we're going to talk about is Faithfully, another Journey song that they covered. And this scene was, I believe, when Finn first told Rachel, I love you. I mean, I just can't get enough of all the Finchel scenes, and we're going to do more of them in a minute here, but. Oh, the song, it's just so, it's everything you could want. And it also shows his evolution as a performer, I feel mm-hmm. like. And I feel like what an incredible tribute to, that he has left to her, mm-hmm. you know, or, or a special gift. Yeah. Highway run. 
Picture her going back and watching these. No, I I think about that every time I go back now and watch a clip of him. I can't even imagine. It's gonna be because she's also essentially watching their romance unfold with all of these clips. Like yeah, the romance, the characters' romance. I mean, we see that Rachel and Finn unfold. We see them unfold as people. It's beautiful. I was about to say, for Gleeks, it's Finn and Rachel, but for her, it's all the behind the scenes and filming all of this. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's so much to their story. How could you argue that this is not one of the best performances, best songs that's ever been on in anything? Like, I just think that this performance is so flawless. It's one of my favorites for sure, too. Full of love and passion. Heart, goodness. I love the way their voices, um, Corey and Leah's voices blend together. Because she's, like I was saying, she's so classically trained and he's so extreme, you know? Yeah. They complement each other in so many ways. Yeah. Oh. Yes. Oh, so good. So good. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> yeah. That's just an amazing, perfect performance. I can't even say anything mm-hmm. but being per- it's just perfect. It's perfect. You couldn't ask for anything different. Yes. And uh, one else that definitely needs an honorable mention is um, Pretending. That was in the finale of season two, the episode New York, where they're at the um, Nationals, I believe. And they're, uh, this is the original song that um, Finn. And the character Finn wrote, and this is where um, the the beginning of this scene is very similar to the beginning of Journey. Or no, sorry, um, I, I'm getting all confused. Faithfully, here. faithfully, and where this is where Rachel's like, I'm choosing my career over a right. relationship. But the song is so beautiful, even though that they do love each other, that they sing to each other and. Like with full of passion. And music, I always so. love the original songs on Glee. Yeah, they, I mean, they're so, so much fun. Um, but we also kind of wanted to mention that Finn or Corey Monteith had a great dramatic acting skills. We see him do so much um, of uh, the kind of like fun big mm-hmm. performances, but he also was able in theatricality to have this moment with Kurt where they're yelling at each other in the bedroom and I think um, Mike O'Malley comes in and has to like separate them. Uh, yeah, that was the episode where um, Kurt was rearranging Finn's room and Finn didn't like it and he had a bit of some homosexual slurs and that's when Bert came in and he was like, no, you're not going to say that to my son and right. get out of my house. But I believe that performance was so memorable just for the acceptance of homosexuality and all of Glee in the storylines. And that that was a pivotal scene with Kurt 
and Finn because that scene showed their relationship starting because they had trials and errors and stuff, but they got over that. Just Corey's ability to get there every mm-hmm. time. You know, he never fell flat on a performance. And even if you guys remember in season four, there would be a couple performances from um, some of the other newer male cast members. And I would be like, see, but if that was Corey, yeah, he would you know, <laughs> exactly. because he, he always got there. And Mike O'Malley, who um, played Kurt's father, um, actually that's exactly what he was saying um, when he was remarking about Corey's passing. He said it was remarkable to me when we were shooting that scene over and over again, the depth of emotion he was able to portray, the sorrow, the shame. And you see it on camera. It's incredible. Every time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can't. I cannot think of a time where I was watching and I thought that he fell flat. I can't think of one. So no. that's obviously a testament to his acting abilities, um, just going further than talking about his musical skills, which are apparent to anybody who doesn't even own a TV. You, all you have to do is hear <laughs> the songs. Yes, right. so. that's true. Yeah, and I mean, I think we should definitely talk about the couple that everyone is going to miss so much, and that yes. is Finchel, Finn yes. and Rachel. So let's let's um let's talk about the phenomenon uh, that became Finchel. There's tons of Finchel, Finchel fans out there. I know that throughout the seasons, Stephanie was like our epitome of like, mean, I want Finn and Rachel to be together. I don't Every care about Brody or, <laughs> or Jesse. Or, yeah, I was just like, Jesse, yeah. I was like, all these other guys need to go away. It's all about Finn and Rachel. And I think the characters knew that too. Right. I, I yeah. really do. I think that they knew that they were going to be together in the end. And, and really, yes. throughout yeah. the seasons, it really was this genesis, like this journey of what started out as a very awkward pairing. I wrote down a funny line from like the first episode of the first season when Rachel goes up to Finn in, in line and she's like, I think the rest of the team expects, expects us to be an item. You, the hot male lead, and me, the stunning young ingenue everyone roots for. It just really <laughs> like set the tone for the dynamic that was going to happen between them. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. it's, it is, um, not a likely pair. He, at the time, was this big jockey guy, and she was the thespian, mm-hmm. you know, which falls under, as you know from high school, kind of the geeky crowd. <laughs> and no one really expects those two um, types of cliques to get together in a relationship. But it was really her voice and his voice that did it for one another, which is, like, the most yes. beautiful part of the whole story. They bonded over music. Yeah. And, and it shows opposites attract. It does. True. And they had some of the best timing, uh, like on television together. Just their, like their dialogue back and forth. So Mm -hmm. good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there really was a real chemistry behind all of that. It was Mm -hmm. nothing forced. So by the time that we got to them not being in the same city, we were just waiting for them to meet up. You know, it wasn't like, oh, Mm -hmm. I forgot about them. It was like every episode, when do we get to see them back together? When does Finchel happen again? That was my main question. (laughs) (laughs) Before I went to bed every single night. So I've I've got two key moments that I want to talk about, and then our third one will show show a clip, which I thought was one of the most powerful moments Mm -hmm. for Finchel. Or Um, in general, ever. In general, ever, yes. And now it's going to... Anyways, we'll talk about that in a second. Um, But so this whole genesis um, led to the first, I think, big milestone moment for Finchel was when Finn actually proposed. 
um, to Rachel's character. So they, they've been through the gamut. They've had their ups and downs. And Finn decides that he wants to take the plunge with this girl that he is so madly in love with. And if you'll remember from that scene, they are back on the McKinley Theater stage, which, as you know, that's where they had their cute first date, first kiss, when they had the little Mm -hmm. picnic laid out. And he takes her, and they're there because he wants to remember that. He wants to commemorate that. And um, even then, he feels like he's the underdog. Um, He says that, you know, I've got high school zero, life zero written all over me. Except for one thing, and that's you, Rachel. And um, he just can't believe it. He says, for some reason, Rachel, you chose to let me love you. And I feel like if I could just convince you to let me keep doing that, then everything will be okay. And uh, I just I just remember that moment when we first saw him really profess it that way. Yeah, it's just he loved her unconditionally. And that's just one of those things that I think it's rare. And he really saw that she was, like, a light to him. And another Mm -hmm. moment kind of that was mentioned on Twitter a bunch um, in the aftermath was from Extraordinary Merry Christmas. And it's where he gives her a star um, named... Finn, mm-hmm. and it's just because it, she's already a star. He knew that he was with someone right. pretty incredible. And yeah. even remember going back to the proposal, um, how neither of their families wanted. You know, they had the whole issue with their families and getting accepted, but they didn't care. Right, they didn't care. Yeah. And I, I thought the line. Um, th- there was a funny line during his proposal. He's like. I opened up my first credit card to get this ring and it just reminds you like these characters are kids in high school. It's it's young budding love and they're just, you know, they are fearless and they just want to run with the romance that they feel like they've found. And it just it just reminds you where you were at maybe when you were watching the show because a lot of kids grew, grew up and they're in the same age as these characters and they could maybe relate. Um, to this kind of budding young romance that happens to so many people at that age. Yeah, See, and I think that's where we are. Once yeah. you, it makes you want to call your high school sweetheart and be like, <laughs> what are you still doing? Exactly. I was going to say. You? But that is not my advice to you guys. <laughs> Don't go do that. I was going to say, yeah, high school love, I feel like theirs was even like greater than high school love. Yeah. What it ended up being was a greater love story. Of than, course. Than Definitely. That. The Romeo and Juliet of our time. Now, so for the second moment, um, as you know, uh, the wedding didn't end up happening um, when they had planned it to because Quinn got in an accident and, and, you know, just a bunch of events that happened that caused it to be postponed. And because when you're that in love, why not wait? You know, you you can do it because, you know, they'll be together forever. So the next moment for me that I found to be um, so telling of... The real love of Finchel is the moment where Finn pretty much tells Rachel or breaks up with Rachel, um, not because he doesn't want to be with her, but because he wants to see her reach her full potential. And he knows that she can only do that um, without him in the picture because to stay together would mean she'd have to stay at McKinley or stay in Lima. Mm-hmm. And um, not go out and venture and really develop her talents out there in the Big Apple. And he says, you know, I want to marry you so badly, Rachel, th- that I can't go through with it. He wants to, he's like, I'm setting you free and you are going to get on that train 
and you are going to go to New York and you are going to be a star without me and that's how much I love you. And I just like, yeah. just because I have it here and I just want to even go further than that because the, ba- ahead, the next girl. part, yeah, go ahead. he says, he tells her to surrender. I know how hard that is for you because of how hard you hold on to stuff. But we're just going to sit here and we're just going to let go and let the universe do its thing. And if we're meant to be together, then we're going to be together, whether it's in a little shoebox apartment in New York or on the other side of the world. Okay? Will you do that for me? Will you surrender? Um, uh, it's just like you <laughs> just want to uh, die a little bit yeah. inside. And doesn't that just take you back to that moment at the train station? It just it brings me right there. Like I think of immediately their faces, mm-hmm. that whole experience, him running along that the train. Do you remember that? Yes, yes. Oh, and just, and and I I had actually watched that particular scene again last night, and it it's still heartbreaking watching it over again because you can see she didn't want to break up. But their relation, their love is so real that mm-hmm. even though there's a breakup, you still know it's going to happen in the end. And that, I agree. And and that scene, particularly for me, um, again was proof of what a talented actor he was because that scene you could really feel. I re- I could really feel the emotion in what was happening between him and and Leah or Rachel, and it. Like, you were there with him. It was almost like he was saying it to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was... It's like he was telling me, like, I had to go chase my dreams, and I was feeling everything and And being inspired by it. And I remember Leah Michelle talking about filming that scene and saying that, you know, they were in a relationship at the time, and they, like, went together afterwards, and she was like, it was just, like, us, you know, together for the, like, to the night, and, like... I just like that they yeah. couldn't get over it. Yeah. We're, we're struggling for our words so much. It's like, it's impossible. It's impossible. So forgive us if we yeah. just, just so much to say yeah. about it, you know? Um, okay, and then the last one, we're going to show a, a clip here. Um, we are Endgame. We all remember that. Oh, oh my God. This yes. was the clip like, that we were all talking about. Like, don't yes. do it to me. Yes. We all just melted when we heard that line. Yeah. This is the clip. This is the dialogue. This is the scene I will now, like, it has some such a deeper meaning for me now watching it. Absolutely. It's mm-hmm. one of those scenes that will live on for. Ever. Yeah. Yes. So um, before we play it, it's it's um, Finn and Rachel come together again after she's been in New York for a few months and she's sort of dating and living with this new guy towards the end of season four. Yes. Yes. Episode yeah. I a prostitute. Do. Episode yes, I do. Prostitute it was Brody. Valentine's episode. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And Finn has a little conversation with her off to the side during a celebration. Traditionally, only single girls line up to catch the bouquet. I'll pick out the song. <clears throat> See, traditionally only single girls line up to catch the bouquet. She loves me. I am single. You live with a guy. She loves me now. Have you been drinking? You know, you were the one who told me to stop moping around and being such a sad sack. She loves me. And it got me thinking about Will and Em, about how relationships are a lot like flowers. If you find the right seed, put it in good soil, give it water and sunlight, bam, perfect bud. She loves me. 
And then comes winter and the flower dies. But if you tend that garden, spring will come along and that flower will bloom again. She loves me. Are you telling me that you want to be a gardener? I'm asking you how you can live with a guy but still be single. She loves me not. Come on, it's New York. Okay, haven't you ever seen sex in the city? Brody and I had a very mature conversation. We just decided that we're not going to, you know, put any labels on anything and worry about what we are. She loves me. So do you really believe all that stuff you tell yourself about no labels and mature conversations, sex in the city? Really? She loves me not. You think I'm lying to you? I think you're lying to yourself. She loves me. And I think that the reason you can't really commit to Brody is because you're still in love with someone else. She loves me not. You? You and I both know how this thing ends. I don't know how or when. And I don't care where you're living or, or what dope you're shacked up with. You're my girlfriend. Oh. We are endgame. I know that. And you know that. We gotta go sing or do that. <laughs> oh, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Those yeah. moments you wish you kissed somebody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? It me of like, everything. Don't you? And doesn't it make you just want to do Like, have you ever been there in the moment you're like, you want to kiss somebody, but you just don't? Like, now I just think you, you got just, it. Yeah, you just got to. <laughs> think it. you got it. So my advice to you is call back your high school sweetheart <laughs> and then kiss him, and then or your current him. sweetheart, or, or your current one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just, right. do it. just go for it. Yeah. I I can watch that scene over and over and over and over again, and I still get the same feeling. It's so beautifully phrased. Endgame, you End know. Game. Yeah. And what's more important than that? He says, if you find the right seed and put it in good soil. Spring will come along and the flower will bloom again. Yep. And really, that's that's what they were. Finn and Rachel had the right soil. And we saw it being cultivated throughout all of these seasons. And we just wanted them yeah, to be together. Yeah. As a Finchel fan, I can just say it's all I wanted in out of the end of Glee. But I think we should lighten it up a bit now. And we're going to play a little game, I guess. Yes, okay. So we've got this game. I'm going to read quotes, and I'm going to make you guys guess. They're all thin quotes, so you don't have to guess who said it. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm looking for either the episode or the person you said it to, whatever you can give me about the quote. Okay. Some of them are very easy, and some of them you're going to be like, I don't even remember <laughs> saying that. You guys at home can play, too, so, you know, shout out your computer, whatever you want to do. I can't actually hear you, but I'm with you in spirit as tweet we all are. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say We're tweet, tweet at me. Tweet yeah, at me help I think because. we've been getting tweets. Yeah, we've been getting tweets from everyone. So, thank yeah. you. So, uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you. We love that you guys are listening and still showing your love for Corey. Um, okay, so starting off. All right, here we go. Did we get a prize? Should I try to do a voice? I don't think I can. <laughs> Just try. Okay. Don't you get it, man? We're all losers. Everyone in this school. Hell, everyone in this town. Out of all the kids who graduate, maybe half will go to college, and two will leave the state to do it. I'm not afraid to be called a loser because I can accept that's what I am. But I'm afraid of turning my back on something that actually made me happy for the first time in my sorry life. Oh. oh my gosh. Oh. Come on, team. Um, I feel like that's be 
beginning. I want to say like, that's like theatricality. Yeah, season or, one. Okay, we're going season the, one. Like, the Lady Gaga episode or something. Season one. Okay, <laughs> I, I'm it? with that. Lady Gaga, Lady Gaga episode. Yeah. Who do we think he's talking to? I feel like he's talking to like Mark Salling. Mark Salling. Yeah. 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 So we're season one. <laughs> the pilot. Oh, oh. That's early on. Wow. And yeah, he's <laughs> speaking to Puck. So we were right. Hope you guys got that at home. Okay. Puck, yeah. Next up. This <laughs> is tough. To, totally it's going to be tough to guess the person he's speaking to. So okay. just try to give me a situation here. Okay. Okay. I need to ask you something. I'm dating Rachel. She's great, but she's kind of a prude. I'm kind of going crazy. Her boobs aren't great, but they're still girl boobs, and I would really like to touch them. Oh. I've dedicated a week of my musical life to you. I hope you can see it in your heart to answer my prayers. Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> that is the grilled cheeses. Grilled cheeses. Uh, season two, season episode, two. grilled cheeses. Yes. Good one. Mercer wins that one. Okay. Let's move on. <laughs> she knows her cheeses. <laughs> okay. This one's a little, a little less light, but I know you. I know you have four different kinds of crying. You've got fake crying when you want something, which always involves a tissue. I know the answer. You've got a single crying, which this can't be. The disappointed crying, which involves sobbing, and the crying over a guy, which I know very well because it used to be reserved for me. Rachel, oh. talking about bro- Brody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay, you guys are killing it so far. <laughs> this one might stump you, though. Let's see. <laughs> Cucumbers can give you AIDS? Oh, that's the one with Holly, uh, Holly Holiday. The, that's the Spanish, the Spanish teacher. Oh my god! He's so on it with so these lines. The episode is sexy. Yes. And he's speaking to Mercedes. <laughs> and Mercedes is like, oh my god, they can. I just have one of my salad. Um, okay. Next, Am I right? Am I right? You are right. You're right. You're right. You're totally Marissa's right. killing this. <laughs> okay. games. So the next one, I'm, I'm looking for a scenario because uh, it's got a little voiceover work that he's doing. You know how they're talking to themselves in the voiceover. Okay. I call my high school career a total success. I mean, not in terms of grades and stuff, but I won state title in football and a national championship in glee club, and it turns out I never actually accidentally got anyone pregnant. Ooh. Ah. Wait, who is he saying this to? What season are we in? I think it's season three, because we're gra- we're graduating. Brilliant. Oh, okay, there you go. And the episode is goodbye. Goodbye. Now, yeah, so, yeah, no. the finale of season yeah. three. Okay, moving on. We're doing good. We're doing good. <laughs> moving on. I hope you guys get this one. In America, dudes don't ask other dudes to be friends, except on Facebook, but even then, it can take years. Oh, I mean, such a thin quote, but... What season are we in? Or who is he talking to? Or what's the episode? I feel like yeah, it's Court Overstreet to Court, yeah, maybe? Three. Like he's talking to Sam? Three. Oh, Sam. Oh, I'll give you a hint. We're in Pot of Gold. Three. Season three. Pot of Gold, guys. Who's it about? Who's our little leprechaun on the oh, show? Oh, Rory. Rory. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Rory. Okay, moving on. All right, well, uh, of course, we're getting wrong. Okay, harder. okay, yeah. we're good we, so far. We have a couple more. Okay, stick with me, guys. <laughs> I think it's just that the Glee Club just doesn't see me as an adult. Oh, God, is that what coffee tastes like? How do people drink that? Oh, he's talking to Coach Beast. <laughs> You're the best! Yes! <laughs> Season four, dynamic duo. Yes. Okay. okay, one more? No, we got two more. Oh, two more. The second to last. 
<laughs> hey, check this out. I got this from the library. Did you know you could just borrow books from there? Ooh. Uh, early on. So talking to yeah, we're, er, we're early on. It's early on because it's definitely like back in his yeah. job. So we're days. season one. We're season one. Um, talking to Rachel or Quinn? Wait. Let's, I'll give you a hint. It's his mentor. Will. Oh, Will. 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 Yeah. talking yeah. to Mr. Shoe. <laughs> yeah. Okay. How embarrassing to ask your mentor that. <laughs> and we'll go with the last one. I've got the rest of my life to be a grown-up. And for now, it's okay to be young. He's talking to Puck at, like, the, when they're in college. So at the dorm. we're very close. Yeah. It's in a voiceover. And he is currently watching everybody do the Harlem Shake in that scene. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, I remember it so now. We're yeah, season no, four, yeah, Seat yeah. Dreams, yeah. him doing the Harlem it. Shake. That's such when they were a, at the college. Yeah, such a fun moment. Those yeah. are good lines. Yeah, we yeah. got some good fun. ones. Thank There's you, a million more, too, and obviously yeah. people are posting them everywhere. So mm. if you want more of his one-liners, you can tweet at me. I will send them to you, or you can Google it. Or, or you at, can go back and watch every episode. Or tweet at us your favorites, too, because we want to hear them. Yeah, yeah, that's true, true also. Tweet at everybody. Yeah. Um, let us know what your favorite line is, because I can't read them all, because we would be here a whole night. <laughs> yes. A whole season. And we should definitely get to the future of Glee, now that there's so many changes happening on this show. Right. First and foremost, obviously, is in the aftermath of Corey's passing, how they're going to handle the character of Finn. Um, Ryan Murphy kind of stayed silent for about a week or two about it and finally did an interview with Deadline to discuss kind of how he's going to handle the production. And he mentioned that he's really been working with Leah Michelle to figure out what the right way to handle it is. There's not a lot of shows who have had to deal with this midway through. They've already been renewed for two more seasons, so they have to come up with a way of making the story continue, even though we all thought it was going to be a Finchel story. And like yeah, like we're talking about, he's such an uh, intricate part of the storyline that it wouldn't be doing it justice to have them break up, you know, and never see him again because he moved somewhere and they, you know, we, yeah, the right. fans just wouldn't believe that. No. Yeah, so the current game plan, I guess, is to have a two-part um, season opener, which will be Beatles song, so that's the first two episodes of the season. Which they've already written. They've already mm-hmm. written. They're going to go back, I think I mentioned it earlier, at the beginning of August to film those. Uh, Ryan Murphy is working on the third episode, which will be a tribute to Corey. Um, it's expected, at least he's saying that the character will in fact die in following what has happened. I think, which I think is the only gracious way you could do it. I mean, I think so too. yeah, you can't. What you're just saying, write him off. It, it would fans would or be or replace him either. That would be. Oh yeah, that was idea. like a Twitter conversation. Will they replace him? And I was just like, how do you no, begin? No, yeah. yeah, and I think that'd be also effective too, just to the relationship of Finchel, because it'll end with Finn. Right. It's the only respectful move to your fans, to Corey's memory, and to Finchel. Mm-hmm. I think so as well. So I'm glad they're doing that facing it head on. Yes. Yeah, but what's also interesting is that he's not the only cast member who isn't returning at least full time. Um, so uh, Emma, who Gemma Mays plays Emma, um, announced this week while she was promoting the Smurfs that she's not going to be 
returning, uh, at least as a series regular, to the show, which is, mm-hmm. I think is sad, because that's another relationship I loved, Will and Emma yeah. together. Um not really getting an end to their story. Maybe she'll be back for a few episodes, though, I can hope. Yeah, because I don't see them splitting up, so... Yeah, I hope she's back in some capacity. They kind of seem to do their own things anyway, as a couple. <laughs> yeah, I know, they One go bounces off out, yeah. separately. Different ambitions. And then Mark Salling, Heather Morris, who's expecting her first child, Amber Riley, Diana Agron, are all not expected to be back as series regulars as well. Which is the majority of our original cast. I yeah, think really of is. the Don't Stop Believing cast. Like, it's that group. Them. Yeah, yeah, it's them. That original group. It's like kind of Glee 2.0 at this point, which is strange to think about. But they yeah. honestly, I think they need that because last season there was a lot of controversy about whether the show was at the same level it had been in the original first two and even the third season. So I think that... You know, we we could be ready for a facelift. I think that these new kids are ready to shine. Yeah, it's Glee's yeah. second generation. Right. Yeah. And I think they really the new kids have really proven themselves in last season. They are fantastic, and they've got such a huge following already. Yeah, all the new, new directions, we can say, I guess. Um, <laughs> the new all, news. Yeah, <laughs> the new news. Um, they're uh, going to be series regulars, so we'll be seeing much more of them um, next next year as well. And I think it'll be good to see, because we saw it in a few episodes of season four, that the, the original Glee members always gave their word of advice and their, um, you know, just their advice to the younger uh, New Directions. And so I hope we see the original come back and still give their, you know, two cents in here and there. Mm -hmm. Do we have any new people coming on the show? We do. We have um, Jenna. They're casting for a character named Jenna, who will be a cute and quirky 20-something with a major reoccurring role. Her um, arc is supposed to start um, in the second episode and right before that tribute we mentioned. And after that tribute, we should also say they are going to take a hiatus and allow the cast and crew to... Grieve. Yeah, grieve, grieve, regroup, and uh, they haven't announced when they'll be back after that third episode. So we can expect Mm -hmm. at least a short hiatus, if not longer, from that cast. Um, I agree with that decision. It it feels almost wrong to just continue full force right away after the episode where his character passes away. I'm so happy that they're allowing the cast to come together, though, and and be together for a few weeks, and then... Yeah, separate mm-hmm. and figure out what you need. After all of the hiatuses we've yelled at Glee for, <laughs> this is one of them that we will not be. Yeah. yeah, and it'll give the writers time to figure out the right way to move on. I think mm-hmm. there are so many theories and what fans want, and they have to come together in some way and, and find a way for this story to continue. Right. Um and that being said, there's also another new character. Um, they're casting for all they're saying is a new African-American student at McKinley High. So maybe another new direction person. I, I, another they, new new? Another, another new, new, new new. Another new new. That they say both characters will be singing on the show, though. So we can expect new voices. So sure. I will not be cast as either of them. <laughs> <laughs> You're I'm cute sh- and quirky. Tell yeah, something you something uh, I guess just by saying African American, I wasn't going to be cast as that. But the singing ruled me out for both. Hey, I've heard you sing, Roxy. You're you're good. Oh. 
Yeah. Well, tonight has been all about kind of remembering Corey and thinking about, you know, how we can continue on that legacy and thinking about Glee in the future. And we're not the only ones who feel this way. Um, on Twitter, there's been a whole campaign to not delete Corey Monteith's actual Twitter account. Um, the hashtag don't delete Corey's Twitter has been trending multiple times in the last few weeks. Um, and it's interesting because oftentimes you do see when someone's deceased, that account goes away. Um, his is still up. He tweeted about, I believe, Sharknado was yeah. one of yeah. his last tweets. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's actually gained Twitter followers. I went back and read his last, most recent 100 tweets, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just nice to be able to have something there, like like how we have the footage or we have inst- whatever it is, you know, pictures. We just want the memory to stay alive. So yeah. I don't I don't see the positive side to deleting it. Yeah. Why? I mean, I, I can't think of a reason why we would need to or anyone would need to or want to. No, I, I I don't know. I guess it's just Twitter's policy. But I, in this particular case, just don't see a need to. And also his Instagram. There's so many, uh, like, sweet photos on there. And mm-hmm. hopefully that can, you know, continue and, on and allow people to remember him. And mm-hmm. the thing is, it's it's his words. It's his content. You know, it's his personal memories that we still have access to. Yeah, it's kind of an archive of what he wanted to share with his fans, so I don't see a need to necessarily delete it. Mm-hmm. But I'm excited, I guess, to see what happens on the show and and where it goes. Um, the show was supposed to premiere September 19th, I believe, and now it's premiering September 26th, and we will be back here uh, to talk about that premiere episode. We will. Um, yes, we will. And as you said, excited. It's a hard word to say because, of course, we're more than saddened about all of this, but... We will live on, and we will be here, and I'm sure it will all be in Corey's memory. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. what I'm excited for is to see, yeah, how they, they've they always been able to bounce back from everything and, and come up with a really fitting tribute for him. So I'm hoping that that's what season or what episode three is all about. Absolutely. And I, and I just want to say, like, our best wishes and prayers to his family, his friends, and all the Gleeks who are still in mourning for his loss. Absolutely. Yes. And let us keep his memory alive. Absolutely. Yes. What a perfect choice is the ending song, R.E.M. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's Kalia as well. Yeah. 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 And until September 26th. Absolutely. Thank you so much for watching. We appreciate you coming and, you know, tweeting at us and all of this um, and letting us kind of remember our favorite moments with Corey and Finn and everything. Speaking of which, where can we find everybody? Um, I'm at Stephanie Wenger. I'm at Roxy Stryer. I'm at Serafini TV. I'm at Sarah with an H Mendoza. And if you guys need anybody to talk to, talk so to me. <laughs> We want to talk to you, for sure. (laughs) Absolutely. Thank you. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. We love you, Corey.